Good morning. It is a Wednesday morning. Terry Saul and Amanda Smith. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay, you know. Boy, this summer is going by fast, isn't it? It really, really is. This whole year is going by fast. It's just done left us, basically. I'm, I think so, too. <laughs> What's new? Well, so the River Church, they are doing a big bash. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but they did it last year as well at the Volcano Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it looks like, let's see, they're going to have inflatables, carnival games, entertainment, including... Brian Churjoe and Tim Moon. Those must be like singers. Uh, prizes, a vehicle giveaway, pony rides, a car show, and so much more. Wow. So um, it looks like they will be starting. The dates and times are August 3rd from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then August 4th and 5th, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's a Friday and a Saturday. Okay. Um Terms and conditions. There is a drawing system and budget in place for distribution. You must be present to participate. Come and have fun. And it is completely free except for parking at the Volcano Stadium, which is uh, $5. Okay. And that's it. That's going to be exciting. So if you guys don't know where the Volcano Stadium is, it's 6700 Field of Dreams Way in Northeast. It's right over there. You see where I'm pointing? Right over there. (laughs) Right over yonder. So uh, the River Church always goes all out. they don't um, hold back on anything, so it's always a really good time. I know some families from the radio station are going to join in the festivities. Cool. <clears throat> and they have a show, The River Roundtable, on Saturdays, mm-hmm. um, I believe, So, which is like political and church uh, combined. So it's actually a pretty good, informative show. All right. Anything else you and got? And then... You have a more? You have a... And then? <laughs> so that circus that we talked about on Friday... Yeah. Um, I've actually had a handful of people reach out to me um, to get a little bit more information. So it is a Broadway-style animal-free circus, um, and they're headed to Kaiser. So the opening night is Friday, August 11th at 7 p.m. And Again, then, in Volcano Stadium. Yep, at Volcano Stadium. They do a lot, Volcano Stadium does. So. Apparently, yeah. Um, and then they're open. They're here for, I think, over 14 days until August 20th. And they have a lot of different two-time showings, even on some days, three shows. And I believe it's about two hours uh, of time. So definitely check it out or reach out for more information if you'd like to know more. Bongino's up next. Stick around. Good morning. It is a Wednesday morning. It is 9.30. Weather-wise, it's going to be about 87 today. It's warming up. 94 on Sunday, 94 on Monday. All right. So I got an email, and it was going over the most popular destinations are usually jam-packed with tourists, but Mm -hmm. for those who prefer to take it the road of the less traveled to avoid the crowds, um, it looks like... so. Here's what they found. Bend, Oregon, is the second best hidden gem for outdoor destinations in the U.S. Um, They also topped the list for having the best hiking, parks, and camping. Uh, And then Bend overall was number three for cities with the most hidden gems. So they were second for outdoor gems, three for city, which I'm not really sure the difference. Every time I've gone to Bend, it's been crowded. I agree. Uh, Ashland, Oregon is the best hidden gem for hospitality destination in I the U.S. I guess up there. Huh? I guess up there. Do you? Every time we head to California, we stop in Ashland, milepost number 16, that Arco, gas her up. All right. So those are, I guess, Bend and <laughs> Ashland are um, hidden gems for non-tourists. But I thought Bend, yeah, Bend is a pretty touristy place. Well, it's kind of a spendy place, too. <clears throat> it is. You know? I always think of Bend as the... 
Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. The snobbish people. Oh. Okay, yeah, all right. It's all really right. fun there. So I've gone on vacation over there. Um, really? <clears throat> a few times where we go to Mount, I think to Mount Bachelor that's right okay. there. And we rented, we do like a once a year big family trip. And we all rented like the snowmobile machines. This was right. a, years ago. But oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Yeah. It was a blast. We've done a couple of shows over in Bend. And it's, it's kind of get in, check in, do the show, get out. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess I'm not into the desert area though. I like I like I like this over here. You like it cooler? I like it cooler. I do too. Plus they have snakes over there. Mm, you're right. I think. Yeah, I I am right. I, I am right. I, I'm right there. I know they have snakes over there. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, the Salem area buses are accepting electronic fare now. That's kind of an interesting way of doing it. Yes, they are. So you can use your phone or you can tap with a card. Um, they also have uh, different fare rates. I, I have it on a printout I didn't grab, so I'll it's catch not, It's not the same rate for everybody? Um, I guess it used to be different to go to, like, down the street versus, yeah. you know, going to a different city. Right. And now it's just going to be a flat rate that's for, the way it should be uh, yeah so if you're going that far or whatever so I, I had that printout I was going to touch on but when I, I was in, when I was in high school I used to take the bus to school and it was a quarter a quarter and it would yeah. get me right down to the school there and so they must back. only accept cash right now on the bus because they're saying how it's they take card now um, and they think that'll make it easier to board increase accessibility and um, I guess maybe make People save money on monthly fares is what they said. I'm not sure. But I don't carry cash with me ever. So that would be very difficult to always make sure that you have. And I'm sure you have to probably have the exact change. It's not like they're sitting there. Okay, here's your change. Let me count it out for you. You don't carry cash? No. Well, nobody. It's so much. Could you loan me a dollar? I don't have a dollar. (laughs) I apologize. You own this radio station. You'd think you'd be loaded with money. Yeah, well, you know. After 10 o'clock on this a Wednesday morning with Terry Saul and Amanda Smith. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. So I seen that an Illinois governor, J.B. Pitzker. I don't know if I said that right. So he's a Pritzker. 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 He's a Democrat, and he signed a bill into law on Friday that will allow non-U.S. citizens to become police officers. What? Yes. So opponents of the bill argued that it would be madness to allow foreign nationals to arrest American citizens. You think? Um, After passing the Illinois State House and Senate, uh, Pittstrick signed into law Illinois' House Bill 3751. Um, and that bill states that provides that an individual who is not a U.S. citizen but is illegally authorized to work in the United States under federal law and is authorized to apply for the position of a police officer subjects to all requirements and limitations other than citizenships to which other applications are subjected. <sighs> I think that's really odd. <laughs> It's not right. Well, what's crazy is, so we're going to allow a non-U.S. citizens to enforce yeah. our laws yeah. when they're not even following them themselves. Exactly. 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 I find that bizarre. Unless you're a, a legal U.S. citizen, there's how are you going to be a police officer? And I, I'm... What, what about if, if, if... How did this pass? If you have a, an issue... With America, 
So you're going to come over here, and instead of blowing up a building, I'll just become a police officer and start arresting everybody. Right. Let alone shoot anybody that, well, I thought he had a gun. Right. I just think it's really odd. Um, I think that's asking for trouble. I'm really curious to see how that even passed. It must be a very blue state. I just... Don't these people, when they start passing these goofy... Don't they read through them and think? Yeah, they can literally churn on us and have revenge and have the intel of the police department in in their hands. And this governor is probably protected by the police department. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What's wrong I mean, with that? they could tell their buddies, okay, hey, this is, well, I'll let you go through here and be clear. Yeah, it's just not a thing. I think it's absurd and uh, not a fan at all. So I had to bring it up. It's, even though it doesn't affect Oregon, it's like, where are we taking our, where are we taking America? Wednesday morning, Terry Saul, Amanda Smith. Good morning, Amanda. What's happening? Good morning. So I just seen that our Oregon State Treasurer, uh, Tabis Reed, plans to run for secretary for state next year. Uh, he confirmed on Monday. Uh, so Reed is his last name, a former state representative from Beaverton who sought the Democratic nomination for uh, governor last year, is nearing the end of his second term as treasurer. He cannot re- run for re-election because of the constitutional term limits. Mm-hmm. So his former campaign manager confirmed the news and shared a statement from Reed who plans to officially launch his campaign after candidates begin filling filing for office in September. Um, he says that the office of Secretary of State is very important to Oregonians and it's crucial that we restore accountability in the office. As a Secretary of State, I will rebuild trust and give voters confidence that their public officials work for the people and no one else. I've built a reputation to completely and professionally manage the state's Treasury's office. I look forward to talking to voters in the coming weeks. Um, It looks like... The Oregon Governor Ethics Commission earlier this month launched a full investigation into Fagan's apparent conflict of interest of whether she is um, accurately reporting her income and gifts on her annual statements. You remember hearing about her with Yeah, Lomota? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the state and federal prosecutors are also looking into Fagan's $10,000 per month side job um, from the founders of Lamota Marijuana retail chain and the audit of her office conducted at the state agencies uh, so we'll see how that goes how much was she making a month on the side ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. is her last name biden <laughs> so reed is the first candidate in what could be a crowded democratic primary they say appointed secretary of state um levon griffin a former portland area auditor said that she does not plan to rerun for a full term no republicans have announced yet um and it says also a Republican hasn't won a statewide election in Oregon since former Secretary of State Denise Richardson in 2016. And uh, State Senate Kim Thatcher, uh, Kaiser, a Republican, lost to Fagan by seven points in 2022. We know Kim. Or 2020, sorry. Yes. So the Secretary of State oversees more than 200 employees uh, working on electronics or elections, sorry, audits, business registrations. Uh, and the state's archives, because Oregon doesn't have a lieutenant governor, the secretary of state is also next in line for governor if Governor T- Tina Kotek leaves office before her term expires. Um, as elected Treasury Reed has been second in line to succession since Fagan's reg- 
resigned in May because uh, the appointed Secretary of State is not eligible. So, and it looks like uh, candidates can begin filing for office on September 14th, but they can't start collecting, oh, but they can start collecting campaign money at any point in time. Reed has already $36,000 left in his campaign bank account from his previous race. I still can't get over $10,000 a month. Yes. That's, that's, that's almost your pay. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Bongino's up next.